you know when they do the gender reveal parties? I read about this on the news, oh. yeah. God, well, you fucking sad asses. Well, I, I, I read the news, but I, I didn't quite know, I don't know, I still don't know what it means. A gender reveal party, where you reveal your, your, gen, your genitalia? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pissing it down again. Two is this two days on the trot now? Uh, yeah, and then some. We had the rain a couple of days this week, uh, but last night was intense. It woke me up at two a.m. because uh, of my uh, cheap tin roof. I think. You see, we've had, we've had over a month of fantastic weather. Well, and fantastic! It was boiling. It no. really was hot as hell. But as soon as the rain comes, you know, it just reminds me of the UK and I get very depressed about it all. I can't, like, I can't. But this is hot rain. The UK was never hot rain. No. Nor was Holland. It was cold, you miserable. See, you see, the thing about living next to the sea is when you look out to the sea, if the sky is grey, the sea is grey. So you're getting twice, you're getting double the grey. If the sea, if the sky is blue, the sea is blue and it's... Aww. But if it's grey, it's grey and it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. That uh, that North European look. Yeah. It's beautiful in the painting. It looks nice on TV, even the stormy weather. But if you're actually there, it's cold, wet, miserable, and uh, let's get out of here. Kind it's of like everything. Everything I everything I would post on Instagram or Facebook. If it's if it's a picture of sushi, it's always a blue sky. I'd never put. A picture of it pissing it down, or a typhoon. No, but it's still beautiful. It, it can still be very nice, even here when it's pissing it down. The the beach is always nice. the The temperature is never going to be very cold here. It doesn't get those cold temperatures like back in back in North Europe. In my in my experience, there's only one country that looks good in the rain, one, and that's it. North Korea. Never been. <laughs> Go on. Scotland. Scotland is the only country in the world that looks good when it's raining. Ireland maybe, the Republic of Ireland maybe, but Scotland looks good in the rain. The rest of it, uh... I've been to Glasgow in uh, in a rain. Gla- Glasgow is that the same as Glasgow? That's, that's, Glas- that's, you don't pronounce the don't pronounce the W in Glasgow. Glasgow, <laughs> the Dutch person. Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow. Yeah. But, Do you see? Uh, have you been saying Glasgow your entire life? Glasgow, yeah. Really? And no, nobody has pulled you up on it. No. You haven't got a friend in the in the world. Well, that's true, but no one's said anything. That's really. like that's like somebody. Glasgow. That's like somebody calling you a different name for years and years, <laughs> and you know, you honestly, you've been saying Glasgow your entire life. Glas- Glasgow, 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 yeah. as in go. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> Glasgow. God, I have. I see this makes you uh, furious. Uh, yes, but I, I was there on a rainy day, remember? And uh, that was horrible. It was nasty. You're in the city, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're out in the highlands, it, it's it's moody and it's it's day. It looks dangerous. The the country don't want you to be there when it's raining and it's stormy in Scotland. And that's a beautiful thing, is it? Well, it just makes you feel. You know when you know when something makes you feel small and you're like, oh. Scotland will do that to you when it's raining. I don't know. I've never been in um, in those highlands, the the whiskey making territories. Have you just? Did you just do the cities in yeah. Scotland? Yeah. Uh, which were nice in the daytime when it was uh, when it was when it was not raining, but when it was raining, that was just a miserable, yeah, experience. But then mm. again, so is uh, so is Holland. If it's raining, it's just that that feeling of stone wet. Yeah. Uh, moist, <laughs> and there's there's no there's no countryside countryside in Holland, is it? Because it's as flat as a pancake. Well, it's always the same wherever you go. It's kind of a similar atmosphere. If you take a picture of the countryside, that could be anywhere. Anywhere, except the south. The south of Holland has a uh, has a bit more more hilliness, and uh, the closer you get to Germany, with the the highest mountain in Holland, the Hunsrug. How I. Pardon? How I? Well, how are you? Uh, how high? <laughs> Fucking Jesus! I'm fine. How high? Is uh, the I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, the Hunsrug, which means the uh, the dog's bollocks, dog's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
The dog's yeah. back. The dog's back. Jesus, that that's how zero imagination. You know that they've got the same thing in Hong Kong, where it's called the dragon's back. Oh and yeah. It's the spine uh, going out because on in Hong Kong on the I don't know if it's on the island or on the mainland, but they've got the dragon's back and it's a hiking trail, um, and it leads you up in the mountains and down to the beach. But the dragon's back, it's it sounds oriental and authentic and and you've got the fucking dog's back <laughs> the dog's back have you ever climbed it no it's uh it's about 23 meters high is that is that what it says <laughs> yeah 23 meters high is the highest well it's not even so. a hill is it <laughs> i've pissed higher than that I mean, this got to be wrong this this can't 23 be 23 right. meters high is the highest Mount is the highest well, mountain. I mean, looking, I mean, in my education when I was a young lad, that we had to remember the Hunsruch was the highest place. That can't be right. Twenty-three meters. The whole country should meters. be underwater constantly if that's twenty-three meters. Well, if we didn't have our dikes. Twenty-three meters. So you don't get many downhill skiers in Holland, then, no? Uh, no, no. It's a, it's a, a ice skating, swimming country. Obviously, that would mm. mean. But like, I'm, I'm still not sure that it can't be right. 23 metres is nothing. No. So how, how many... Uh, how many? Is it raining as much as it rains in the UK, in Holland? Do you get it as bad? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's horrible. And are you, do you do you lot get as depressed as we do, or do the drugs sort, of sort that out in Holland? <laughs> uh... No, I think there's not that much depression because socially it's it's a very uh, it's a welfare state. So if people are depressed, there are ways of of handling that. And mm. if there's there's the, the the government puts a lot of attention and focus on on these situations. Like in you know if you go higher in uh, Scandinavian areas, there's a lot of help for people who are depressed, and that hence the the lowering of the suicide rate, which used to be very high back mm. in the day. But uh, no, in Holland, it's a very social country, so there's, there's help available if you do feel a bit down in the dumps. And in England, I suppose your way of cheering up is the pub. Yeah. That's the help you, you, you get. But when I, when I went to Holland, Amsterdam was fantastic because there's, some, there's always something going on in Amsterdam. But when I went up to that Loppifit factory in Alkmaar, Right, and I arrived there about an hour early, and I had to sort of walk around the town on the outskirts because it's quite small. And I'm like, "Oh, this is fucking boring. This is incredibly boring." Because I was trying to find the football stadium, right. I couldn't find it. Um, and I were approached by Jehovah's Witnesses saying, "Yeah, being very Christian, saying what the fuck are you doing, filming us?" I said, "I'm just taking photos of the town." He thought we're filming. It was there were a black fella and a white woman. They were stood there with the pamphlets and I went up into the, there was an escalator up into the train station. I looked down on the town and took a photo and then came back down the escalator and then he come over and says, what What the fuck are you doing? A Jehovah's Witness? A Jehovah's Witness. He said, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I said, I'm taking photos of the town. And because uh, they went as soon as they knew I were English and apparently they've been getting a lot of hassle from media for being Jehovah's Witnesses in Alkmaar. So they should. Um, let me stand corrected here. The highest point in Holland is the Falsoberg, which I did not know. So at school they were lying to you? Well, I don't know why I've got this in my mind. Uh, and this is 322 metres above the NRP. So you think you get altitude sickness up there? No, but... All right, but this is Holland, but take a look at where it is, all right? Here's a map of it. Now, that's as far away as you can get from Holland, I think. Well, that's Germany, isn't it? <laughs> that's Germany and France. So that's on German... Belgian border. It's right on the border. It's where Belgium and Germany and Holland sort of cross. So they've just Germany and Belgium have just given you that. Because Pretty much, yeah. It's, it looks you, like a presence. Uh, if you look on the map, uh, you'll see where that mountain is. So what is it? Three hundred and twenty. Three hundred and twenty. Three twenty-two. Three twenty-two. So that you was that was the only that was the only thing holding back the Nazis in back in the thirties and the forties. Then that three hundred and twenty well, mountain. No, they came by a plane, parachuted in. And we broke the dikes, uh, so that they would get, the, the water would rise, and, yeah. then, and they couldn't advance. But that stopped them for about thirty-five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and in the camp. And uh, that was that. Yeah, took about a day to be conquered. 
Uh, yeah, so that's uh, the history of Holland, pretty much. In Very a, similar. In a nutshell. But yeah. it still looks shite when it's raining. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's miserable. I mean, that's the thing with North Europe. Once it rains, you get this sort of, this damp, annoying feeling. And, and unless you're drunk, it's never going to be pretty. See, that's why, I think that's why we drink more in the north of Europe. If you go, we drink more and get shit-faced. If you go down south in Spain and Italy and Greece and you get rolling drunk and you're sick and you're sick on yourself or you cause fights, it's frowned upon. Do you shit on yourself? What are you doing? Sick on yourself. Oh, whatever you do when you're drunk. <laughs> um, but it's frowned upon. When I when I went over, to you seem surprised. Like this is some sort of normal thing for you. Because in in the UK, if if you throw up in a pub, if you throw up outside, if you make a fool of yourself, the next morning you'll go and meet your friends. Oh, and it's kind of like a rite of passage, especially when you're a teenager. So as I was saying, it's a rite of passage. If you're getting pissed up and you make a fool of yourself, the following day, everybody's giving you a pat on the back. Yeah. Whereas in um, in the south of Europe, you're kicked out of the door and nobody will speak to you for a few days. Because they know how to handle the booze. Well, I don't think they do know how to handle the booze. I mean, they just drink less. Responsibly. It's the right word. I mean, I've seen English people drink... I don't think I've seen English people drink responsibly, especially on holiday. Mm. But in, in Amsterdam, did you know this? I might have said this before, but there is a... A local law that's enforced by the police that Brits cannot gather in groups of more than four people. It's not allowed. Was that after England Holland game last year? Uh, no, no. This has been going on for about twenty years. It's just in a certain area. It's only in the uh, the red light district, which is kind of the entertainment. There's a lot of pubs there, mm-hmm. and there's a, quite a few little hotels where people come from the weekend and have a good piss up. And there's, there'll mm-hmm. be a few uh, naughty moments, I suppose. There's a couple of live shows, etc. But it's a quite a lively area. It's, it's not seedy like mm. like in London, Soho kind of seedy. But anyway, um, that area, there's been so much trouble with Brits who get out of control, have fights, start fall in the canal, um, mm. you name it, it, and it's happened. But it's it's always the Brits. I'd say ninety five percent it's Brits who can't handle but, the booze. I think it'll be the English more than it's with the football it'll be the English because the Scottish seem to behave themselves when they go on their European tours yeah you, you stand you, uh, you're right um, I stand corrected you're right it's the English it's not the Scottish because they, they're quite lively abroad they're really friendly abroad yeah very friendly abroad it's just uh, when you get them in their own house that they're well that's why I'm so surprised when I hear the Scottish when I drink back home in Glasgow <laughs> Glasgow and and they uh, and they have these rivalries with Rangers and Celtic and yeah, all the yeah. violence that happens that surprised me because when they come to Amsterdam, they were the sweetest people. They were the, yeah. the kindest, biggest tippers, and the, the, such a contrast with the English from the south there. But yeah, it, it, the police can—they don't always enforce this law. But occasionally, when the Brits get out of control, when the English get out of control in that area, the police quote this law, mm. and they, they can break up a group. I mean, f- to be honest, I think it's because at the time, this is, I'm talking 20 years that ago. That would be Euro 2000 then. Well, it wasn't only that, because English people come on holiday to Amsterdam all the time, because yeah. it's so close and the airports are close. It's only yeah. a, within two hours you can be in London, from London in Amsterdam, right? Less, the flight's, less. well, 40 minutes by flight. Yeah. You check in time from Amsterdam airport, it's 20 minutes by train. You can be pretty mm. quickly in a, in a party situation. But I think at the time, your laws, your drinking laws were still, what is it, it was like 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock? Well, your, your last bell, your last call were at half 10 and then you're out of the door at 11. Yeah, I mean, that in Holland, that sounds, there'd be a revolution if that was suddenly enforced. And even, and even Sundays, Sundays, early 90s, mid 90s, um, out at three and it opened again at seven. It's such a ridiculous old-fashioned law. I think right. you told me once it was because of the World War One. World War One struck. with the munitions factories, people going to people going to factory pissed up, and there were all sorts of accidents, blowing themselves up. Yeah. Well, that, that's just that's beyond me. But yeah, so in that time, um, come half ten, English people, it was ingrained in them that mm. they'd have to quickly drink before that half ten. Yeah. So you, I remember seeing all these pissed up English people in that area all the time, every weekend, yeah. at 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock. And then when the bar stays open until 2, 3 o'clock, yeah. 
they didn't have staying power for it. No, and then, then you you go beyond your your yeah your max and yeah. there are people falling into canals, fighting each other, fighting locals, mistreating staff or mistreating the prostitutes who are just standing in the windows. You know, just the last time I saw it, the last time England played Holland in Amsterdam, I was seeing people people were throwing in bicycles off the bridges into the canals. Yeah, like, well, well, that kind of why, stuff. Why, why why would you do that? Well, and then every assuming. every uh, tourist boat that came past, they were spraying in with beer. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I used to do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't do it as a grown man, would you? No, not at all. It wouldn't occur to me, especially when you're on holiday and you should respect the local situation. But that would mainly be English, funnily enough. Um, so I, I would blame the booze in that sense. That It's not a matter of not handling the booze. It's just... There's an overindulgence, it seems to me. Mm. And when you go to Spain and you see the, the English misbehaving in Spain as well. But like I've said before, the, every, every pub or bar in Spain has got to have a non-alcoholic option on, on draft. So you have got... Oh, really? On draft? Yeah, well, that's, that's what I, I've seen. So there is like a, a sin alcohol option. And that's, yeah. what I, that's what I were drinking when I were transitioning between full fat booze and and not drinking at all i'd go and have the uh the zero alcohol and people say well that's a bit of a waste of time but you still want to be in that pub atmosphere and have a drink yeah but you're not getting pissed because i had to drive uh, so well, that's, obviously that's, yeah, where, you that's where i use and it, it it were all right and then i just give it up altogether because you know if it makes other people uncomfortable that's not my fault yeah, I I still don't understand that the the alcohol free beer. I don't. I'd rather drink juice or something else. Or mm, mm. my mate used to say. But it, it, if you're in a pub, this is from, this is from my point of view. If you're in a pub drinking orange juice, your mood is different. But yeah. If you're drinking something that tastes like you should be drinking that in that place, mm. it's like you wouldn't really have red wine with fish, would you? I do. It's like that. Yeah, well, kind these, of. these are unwritten rules which you don't have to be invited by to. Yeah. The th- going to a prostitute and having a chat. That's what my mate used to say. He used to make that uh, Well, that Amsterdam, Amsterdam's not the place for that. That, yeah. that, that were a, a, a thing in Amsterdam. Going over the bridges and seeing all those... The people that fucking put locks on bridges and then throw the key, key in the canal... You go out, you've, you've, oh, look at all these locks. You're going and finding a locksmith. You're getting a perfectly good fucking lock. You, you writing your name on it with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And then you're throwing the key in the, the canal or the river. In Amsterdam? There's locks everywhere on these bridges, you know. To no, the sh- no. The show in the Runda- yeah, I saw it in Amsterdam. And no. I saw it in Paris, and I saw it, I've seen it all over. Oh, I don't know about Paris. In Holland, that's just how you lock your bike. No, no, no. These these have got names written on it. I, t- I saw a couple do it. You know, they were fucking doing the romantic thing, and they bought this locker, they, they put it there, and they got the key, and they threw it in. I have never heard or seen grip. that before. No, that is ridiculous. I mean, I... It annoys me. To... And any, anybody that does it, it annoys me. It That... that and these oh here we go yeah there's books <laughs> but you've seen it you've seen these locks they don't do it in japan because japan have got fucking common sense but you see them don't you the all these locks that are everywhere we we love arts on and both names i don't know what where it's come from i don't know why it started and i don't understand it hmm. you know that very annoying very annoying I'm not a romantic person, as you probably guess, but I would never. I would not go out of my way, but a perfectly good, a perfectly good lock. Yeah, I'm showing. I'm showing my. This is a fucking ring for tight bastards. Is what that is. Buy her a fucking engagement ring. Buy her a piece of jewellery. Don't buy her a fucking lock. That's not gonna get her to do stuff to your to your area. What? Do stuff to your areas. <laughs> That's not going to get her to to work on your joint when you get back to the hotel at night. A diamond ring, 
the woman is going to she's going to do anything to you you, you, you lock a, you lock a lock to a bridge and say look look isn't this romantic she's saying yes but she's thinking you tight bastard get to a jeweler's and buy me some that's what she's saying that's what she's thinking and if you get to the jewelers, will she go, what do you say, go to your area? She's going to work on your joint that night if she's, if she's got something around her neck or something on her finger. Well. Telling you. It's, uh, it's an interesting uh, thought. I can, <laughs> I can never, ever go out and buy jewellery for somebody because I wouldn't know what to buy. I wouldn't know what to buy. Have you ever bought jewellery for your wife? Uh, no. Have you ever no, bought I'm, clothes I'm... for your wife? Uh, yeah, well, actually, no, I did buy a necklace once, actually. No, it's, did she it's, still wear it? No, no, Did no. she wear it once? I think she's never actually worn it. So <laughs> there you go. That's... No, my wife's not into jewellery, and, and, and nor am I. I, I, I we prefer to, to either have a good meal or go on holiday or do something fun together. I never really got the hang of jewellery, to be honest. But that's not the point. It's about spending time together and doing fun things together. Now, yeah, putting a, a lock on a bridge. Annoying. Um, annoying. Annoying. It, it. I can see you're upset. <laughs> it seems and, 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 and going on further in the relation, you know, when obviously you've tied your fucking lock to a bridge, and then you've gone back to your hotel and you've you've done some animal shite in your hotel, and you've got the woman pregnant, and then three or four months down the line, when they take the photographs when they're pregnant, right? When somebody takes a photograph when they're pregnant and nobody realise are they pregnant or not and they put that hand under the stomach just to show everybody, look, I'm pregnant. Right. Do you know do you know that part? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. That's possibly more annoying than the locks on the bridge. <laughs> Though, and those those women that stand there like, look at me, I'm, I'm pregnant. Look, everybody, I'm pregnant. They already know you've told them because you can't fucking shut up about it. And you're doing that to to tell the other people that you ain't fucking bored into death. You you've got your hand under your stomach saying, "There, there be kids here. We know, and we don't fucking care. We know, and we don't care. So stop doing it. Anybody that's pregnant or getting pregnant, don't do it because everybody thinks you're a cunt. What do you think? Does does that I, annoy you? I don't know what to say to this one. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. Uh, I know people put it on Instagram. Stand it. They can't stand it. Look at me, look at me, kind of moment. Yeah. But this this other thing is, do you know um, one of those wildfires that's kicking off in California or yeah, Arizona now? Terrible. Yeah. That one of them came from. Um, do you know when they do the gender reveal parties? I read about this on the news. Oh. Yeah. God, I, I, you fucking sad asses! Well, I, I, I read the news, but I, I don't quite know. I don't know. Still, don't know what it means. A gender reveal party? Well, you reveal your your gen your genitalia? No, <laughs> <laughs> this is a German festival, no. right? So, because the peop the people who were that who were having a kid are that fucking sad and and they've got to share everything with everybody, right? If if you if you were having a kid, right, right and her room is pregnant and you're going to have a kid you would come to me when you knew and said oh it's a lad or it oh it's it's going to be a girl it's it's a boy that's what you do right gender reveal parties they invite all they invite all the friends around and the 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 friends are coming just to be told what what sex the kid is are you joking no 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 so i get an invite to one of those parties i'm immediately saying fuck off no, tell me what is it? What's what's your kid? A boy or a girl? Tell me, I'm not coming. Tell me, <laughs> that's if you send me that email. Hey, Darren, we're having a gender reveal party. Do you want to come? I would say no, Duncan. Fuck off. Is your kid a boy or a girl? And then you'd tell me, and we'd be done, and we'd move on. Oh, you still you still want to know? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm being polite. I couldn't <laughs> give a flying fuck, but I'm, I'm being polite. So you'd tell me, it's a boy, congratulations, it's a girl, congratulations, right? Yeah, fair enough. No, not a gender reveal party. They invite the friends round, and the the what they do is some of them have a, a cakes, they hand cakes out, and three, two, one, you bite into the cake, and if it's blue on the inside or pink on the inside, oh, it's a girl, yay. Oh, right. right some okay. of them have balloons filled with powder, they burst the balloons, oh, yay. God, yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you what? Can you imagine thinking that you you think that your friends think that's important? Mm. Even your closest friends, 
do not give a flying fuck about what what sex your kid is. Now, these simple fuckers in Arizona, they went out to this field that were on the back of the property and the the hottest day, the second hottest day of the year in California or in Arizona were recorded. It was like 49 fucking degrees. Yeah, it got, it got a really uh, intense day. Yeah. Right? So not only are you inviting people to a party they don't want to fucking go to, you're making them stand outside in pushing 50 degrees then they set pyrotechnics off to reveal this. So they set these fireworks off that burst this balloon that sent this powder up in the air that was blue. Everybody's going, oh, it's a boy. Oh, no. Everybody's going, yeah, it's a boy, thinking, God, can we fucking go inside and get in the air condition? And then the all fucking hillside went up. The all hillside went up in flames wow. and then and then started burning houses down just just to reveal the sex of the kid. Right. And apparently there were there were people running in all directions trying to get away from this fire. Weird now I hope I don't know what happened after, but I hope the pregnant woman and the man who got her pregnant died in that blaze. Because fuck you, it's your fault. And apparently three people have died because of that. Well, that's 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 a horrible story. Um, but but that's all because they are so What's the word when you're not in, not insensitive? I forget. S- sensitive? Formative, formative years is when you don't fit in somewhere. What do they call it? English? No, no, no. You're so insecure. All right. You're so insecure that you've got to get everybody around you to go, yay, yay, you're having a boy. Yeah, I mean, what, where's the limit? Or what's next? If that's worth the celebration, it's 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 everything. But I mean, yeah. look at that kid. That kid's gonna be born now, and from day zero, he's gonna know that people have died because his mum and dad were so fucking stupid that they invited all the friends round on the hottest day of the year to set fireworks off on a tinderbox of a hillside to tell everybody that it's they're having a boy. Yeah. Well, not day one. He's not going to hear that. Until I t- no, later. I would tell him. I would tell that kid every day for the rest of his life. Do you realise how fucking stupid the people who are bringing you up are? This is what they did. It's not. You don't think it's going to give him some sort of I mean, trauma me and the parents or... probably aren't going to get on in the future. But, <laughs> <laughs> but even if I ended up, well, being, even if I ended up being the teacher of that kid, I'd tell him every oh, day. Yeah, yeah. Your parents are fucking stupid. But this will this will do anything to his self confidence or his? No, well, he's probably going to go home and say, "Why did you do that? Why did you do that?" What what would you tell the parents if they were here now? Well, you're a fucking idiot. The parent. Why do you think people bother? Why do you think people bother about? Um, why well, why would you think that? Well, they would say it's just what, a little I, innocent little party. Well, they've obviously not got they've not got friends. They've not got good enough friends to say we don't give a fuck. Tell us what. Tell us if it's a boy or a girl. We don't care. Nobody cares. Well, we just wanted to have some fun. You want to have fun. Nobody else is having fun. Nobody else is having fun. Well, we thought it'd be a nice idea for the for the people that we love. Did you? Well, you were wrong. It's like a wedding. Nobody's having fun at a wedding. Nobody's having a fun at fun at a wedding until you're back at the reception getting pissed. Nobody's having fun in a church. Well, the priests are, apparently. There's because they're getting paid. <laughs> well, that, amongst other things. Yeah, um, any, well, any... we were full circle now with having fun in a church, which was a mystery to me how how, uh, how you guys would drink. You, you said it starts in a church, drinking in a church, right? Mm. And then a fight soon follows. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. The the things that people celebrate nowadays is is unbelievable. Well, my uh, my great mate uh, would have this fantastic uh, Irish mate. He uh, he would whenever something happened, whether a bus passed us on the street or whether a, uh, uh, somebody collapsed, his sentence would be, "Well, I, I do believe this calls for a small celebration, <laughs> meaning let's have a pint." <laughs> So it became a sort of a running joke. Whenever something happened, it's, oh, it's raining. Well, I believe this calls for a small celebration, which meant uh, let's start the lash. 
But that's another thing the Brits do well. If you're if you're flying out on holiday, yeah. Even if it's a six o'clock in the morning flight, you're in that uh, that airport bar with a pint. <laughs> with a pint, it don't matter if it's six seven o'clock in the morning. You've got a pint on go. That that's the norm. Yeah, but is that norm? Is that fun, or is it just the norm? People are you are, having fun? People are starting their holiday. People at the start, airport. Yeah. Is that fun? Well, it's just what people do. When I, when I, I this must have been back in two thousand nine. I flew from Leeds Bradford to Heathrow to get my flight over. Bradford's been mentioned. Leeds Bradford. <laughs> uh, different place. And I were I were straight at the gin and tonics at eight o'clock in the morning, and I were by myself, which were a bit sad. Uh, well, I think that's very sad. Now, unfortunately, I have similar experiences myself, mm. so I'm on the same uh, boat there. But that that flight from uh, from Leeds Bradford down to London, um, I I booked it, and then as soon as the seats came up, I got one air, so I'm right at the front at the window, and as you come into where you throw it, sort of banks round and follows the Thames down, right, and it was a beautiful, beautiful uh, flight into Heathrow. As you're looking down on the Houses of Parliament, the London Eye, and then there's Brentford's ground. Brentford's ground, home of the bees. That's what they had on the. That's what were on roof, oh. and then you just land in Heathrow. It was where, London, uh, on Brentford, what? on where, on River Thames, oh, on, on Tooth, eh, on, on roof. <laughs> Jesus, speaking English here for Christ. Yeah, I was about to say the same to you. <laughs> On the roof. On the roof. I, I did realise I had to. I did, did realise I had to translate for you. You've known me for years. On roof is on the roof. Tit shop means you're going to. I'm off to shop. It means tit I'm going. Shop. I'm off to shop. Which shop? <laughs> Fuck's sake! You were the end of the roads and up up some shop or some roof. I'm off to shop at end at road. Do you, you, you do understand what I'm saying, don't you? Well, I think you're making it up Fucking 23... When it got 23 episodes in, I'm finally come to realising you only understand 30% of what I'm fucking saying. Well, I just needed that you babble on a bit and <laughs> make an occasional comment. Babble on a bit. Raise my voice every now and again and then fuck off and edit this shit. <laughs> anyway. Ah. So, you're on some roof... <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what's come back. My um, my wedding jobs have come back now. Yeah. So uh, all, all the all that shut down. Have you? Because you lost some. You lost some work, didn't you? I Has did. it all come back now? Uh, it's slowly filtering back again. Yeah. Are you, are you back uh, to normal? Yeah. Now here in Japan, the the numbers as we are in the middle of September are pretty down. There's only a couple of hundred a, a day. Uh, France had ten thousand people a day, roughly this week. Getting inf- get infected. Yeah. Are as many people dropping dead? No, no. I think that number's sort of a different than before. It's just the number of infections are so high. But yeah, I mean, Japan is opening up with different things, uh, schools and uh, the holiday promotion, uh, the go-to travel. That's what's spreading it. They're, because I don't they're, know. they're opening up Tokyo on that go-to travel. Yeah, now, they're so allowed to of, join. A lot of people are coming in. Which is mm. Tokyo was not included in the the travel campaign. So here in Japan, we get a fifty percent discount wherever you go to travel, which is a good deal. You go to a hotel, you take a flight, fifty percent mm. off. Well, that's that's quite a bargain. Now, fifteen percent of that fifty percent will be coupons for local restaurants mm. and stuff, which is still good. But you end up fifty percent off your holiday domestic travel. I don't think the UK is doing a similar deal, is it? Well, where the fuck would you want to go in the UK? Scumthorpe. Scunthorpe. Do you know if you I get... I thought it was called Scumthorpe. Scun. Scun, Scunthorpe. Okay, yeah. Do you know if you take the letters off the front, if you take the S off, and you take the harp off, you're left with the word cunt. <laughs> well, there's a Scunthorpe. Grimsby. Grim Grimsby. Ghoul. Do you know another word for your bollocks in England is ghoulies? Ghoulies, yeah. So, so you... That that area of northern Lincolnshire, it's flat. It's full of fish processing plants and ironworks. 
an iron factories and it's next to the North Sea which is always a brown colour would you recommend this to travellers? Never, never. But people, people travel there from Yorkshire, and they have a mobile. They have static caravans there, so they go to make their life. They they go and make their lives worse by spending weekends on the Lincolnshire coast in a caravan next to a brown sea in the rain, crying <laughs> outside a cafe that's shut. On a bank holiday Monday, in the rain. You remind me not to book you for some tourist <laughs> business idea. So, I, I, yeah, no. If if I wanted to choose somewhere to tell people not to go to, it would be Northern Lincolnshire. Well, I mean, you, you you're painting a very bleak picture, I have to say. But there must be something beautiful for people to see. Well, yeah, don't you have what, what's that? The, the 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 Yorkshire Moors, the Dales. Oh yeah, it's nice there. But you go, you go to the east, and it's flat. It's like oh, yeah. Holland. It's as flat as a pancake. Uh, around where the ferry goes from Hull to Amsterdam, it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. flat yeah. as a pancake there. Hull to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there a Fools and Horses uh, episode of that? Have you have you been on that boat? No, no. Have no. you been to Hull? No. It was no. it was the fucking <laughs> it's the fucking British city of culture. For fuck's sake, it's one vowel away from hell. Hull. Nobody pronounces the H. Hull. Nobody says Hull. that. Hull. U L L. It's a city of culture. It was. I don't know if it, it got it. I don't know if it's been and gone, but yeah. Because Bradford went for it as well. They, they, they missed out to Hull, which is the fucking only place worse than Bradford. There must have been a sympathy vote or something. Is that, is that the British select a culture, mm. city of culture? Yeah. Glasgow got it. Glasgow smiles better. Glasgow? A gla- Glasgow, yeah, Glasgow got it. And that was the campaign, Glasgow Smiles Better. Because, and they were saying, well, why do they call it Smiles Better? Because there's a lot of people in Glasgow that have got the Chelsea, they think it's a Chelsea smile? Oh, that horrible knife. Uh... Yeah, yeah, they put the knife in the mouth and then they push it back. And then all the, the corners of your mouth are cut and then they've got to stitch it up and then it looks like you've got a permanent smile. There's a lot of, you see a lot of that in uh, Glasgow. There's a famous actor who were in um, Braveheart that, that has got the big scar up yes, the side of yes, his face. Yes, yes, I think he's in Gladiator as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always wondered. I actually thought that was the makeup for the film. No, no, no. He, he got he got slashed in um, in Glasgow one night. Well, yeah, so, because the 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 Glas the the Glaswegians always go for the knife because we're not we're not allowed guns in the UK. Thank God you're not. And, spe- and in and in Glasgow especially, a lot of knife crime in London as well. A lot a lot of knife crime way back in the sixties, and there's a fella Bourdain, were doing a thing in Glasgow, and he met up with a bloke that did self defence, and he were a bouncer at this really rough nightclub, and he came up with this return to sender. Self-defense. So if somebody comes with you with a knife, you can stop it and return it to sender. So somebody comes with you, comes at you with a knife. You sort of clap, you clap their hands together, right. and then you push it back to them and jab it and get them under the under the chin. Return to sender, or you you push it back at them and put it in the chest. It's really effective. Charming. Yeah. Yeah, well, a really good episode to... that you'll you'll find it on YouTube, and you're watching it, and that's how rough it is. He was training all the bouncers in Glasgow how to use this form of self defence. Welcome to Glasgow, city of culture, mm. <laughs> because you've got to get up close with knives. But yeah, there were it's, it it were it were a big problem in Glasgow first before it spread around the country. Sounds horrible. I'm not enjoying this topic. Can I have a different topic about the UK? <laughs> well, anyway. you were saying you were saying go where would you go in UK? Yeah, you're so, hardly selling with knife crime. So not North Lincolnshire or Glasgow. <laughs> um, well, who would well, your most famous person be there from the area? And don't say some serial killer or something. <laughs> somebody positive from from England. No, no, that's an easy one. No, no, from from your neck of the woods, from your area, Lincolnshire. I'm not uh, from Lincolnshire. Berkshire, Twatshire, whatever the, those shures are. Jimmy Savile. 
<laughs> he was a positive influence, was he? Well, he was until well, nobody really, nobody really caught him out until he dropped dead, did they? Well, yeah, no, hiding in plain He's, sight. He, he sort of got away with it. D- for was years. he a? He wasn't knighted, was he? Yeah, Sir Jimmy. No, Sir Jimmy Savile OBE. He did so many marathons for uh, all these hospitals and stuff right. that he got knighted. He were he were pally with royal family. Well, well, they were probably at it together, weren't they? Prince Andrew were probably getting Jimmy Savile off before he started sticking it in kids. What? Well, that's pro- they were all at it, wasn't was it, they? Was it on a roof at the end of a road? But the positive... Are you sure he was knighted? Are you sure about this? Yes, yeah, Sir Jimmy Savile. OBE. Wow. He's, he got... Obviously, they've taken it from him since. How is Posthumously. Okay. But yeah, the old city of Leeds turned out for him when he died, and he got he got driven through got driven through streets of Leeds in this big gold coffin, and everybody's crying and and oh Jimmy, and then he were put to rest. I think somewhere near Scarborough, he had this big headstone, and then they buried him, and then within weeks. Yeah, I remember within that. weeks it all started fucking. Well, it was out. because the BBC. Want, or, or they had a tribute. No, no, wait a minute. They had a documentary about him, the negative part, and it was cancelled mm. because they were they were doing a tribute to him, mm. and that came out later. That well, why was it cancelled? What happened? Well, there was some information about him, and oh, was there? Well, and that grew into whatever it grew into, and that really set the. You saw that Louis Theroux thing with him. Yeah, that's you? classic. And I mean that, even then, because I didn't really, Jimmy Savile were all this a positive. In my life, when I was growing up, because you had Jim will fix it, yeah. and you could send in a letter to Jim will fix it, and then if it got chosen, they did your fix it. And, you, and I, was, oh, yeah. I must have wrote three times, but what they did was Jimmy Savile said, "Just reach in, pick a letter out, and we'll do that. Don't vet them. Just reach in, pick one out, and we'll do that." And that's what they did. And it, it were all the positive, and then they were on top of pops, and he were from he were from Leeds, top of the pops. Top of the Pops were the... You know Top of the Pops. I know Top of the Pops, just your pronunciation of just... Um, <laughs> and it, it, were, it were a positive. And then uh, when he did that documentary with Louis Theroux, you think, well, you're a bit of a fucking weirdo. Because he, he went to... He had a flat in Scarborough. And he used to live there with his mother. And his mother had died years ago. But he's every, he still had a... He still had Stuffed. all the clothes in wardrobe and he got right. them dry clean once every year. And every time he walked past the bedroom, you all right, mother? You, yeah, you... but you could put that down to sort of, to sort of the, the, the loving son. You know, the, he's not having a stuffed in a, in a kitchen mm. making a cup of tea or something. But, I mean, that interview with uh, Thoreau was... But I think Louis Thoreau, he always makes the interview as uncomfortable as possible where he sort yeah. of stops talking and he lets the person go... What's coming next? And the person yeah. said, "Well, and what's going to happen now?" Hoping they would reveal some more information. But in that episode, yeah, he—that was a really weird one, when his chemist, Jimmy the Pill, yeah, <laughs> Jimmy the Pill. Now, are those those pills that he's bringing him horse tranquilizers to knock these? Well, if that's true, that bloke should be arrested and, and put oh, yeah. in prison forever, because yeah. he he. He helped in, in the whole thing. But Jimmy Savile, he didn't even have a kitchen. He didn't even have a working kitchen in his flat because he didn't want women stopping over and asking for breakfast. So there were there were no there were no means of cooking in his apartment. Mm. And I know where he lived. He lived in North of Leeds, right by River Air. And uh, <laughs> it's a nice spot. But yeah, and then he, he had his... He had his Flat in Scarborough, which him and his mother used to go up to and live in, but he had a caravan where he used to yeah. take his dates. And you're thinking, yeah. what, what went in and there? And then when they went up to Scotland and uh, Louis Theroux was staying in a hotel and he was staying in his motorhome, wasn't he? Yeah, that's With Jimmy right. Savile. And he's saying, are you all right, Jimmy? Why didn't you stay in a hotel? And Jimmy's like, this is living, that's existing. He was once asked on a Have a Good News for You. He said he was living in his caravan, and they said, "Oh, what are you doing? What do you do in your caravan?" And his reply was, "Oh, any anybody I can do my hands on, anybody I can lay my hands on." And there's sort of this sort of laughter. Oh, he's just having a laugh, but he yeah. obviously wasn't having a laugh. He was taking an honest, an honest answer for once in a while. But when when you look back, when you look back at it, you th- and you see, you think, "Well, why 
we just chose not to know because we were doing such good. We were doing so, so many good things and so many selfless acts that you, mm. it was sort of forgiven. It's yeah. like Liberace. All those women across America and the UK, it would do, it would bring so much joy that nobody really thought for a minute it'd be it could be gay. Well, it's slightly different. I mean, he's not hurting anybody mm. by being gay. This bloke was was maiming men. Oh, Liber- Liberace! All those young actors that were coming to Hollywood expecting expecting to. To be on the silver screen and Liberace is giving it. Come on, let me have a word. Yeah. <laughs> he were yeah, yeah, I can word he were busting open assholes all over Hollywood. <laughs> These young actors coming into California trying to make a name for themselves. He helped them with their career. Well, if if you wanted to make it in Hollywood, would you would you <laughs> would you put your hand up to let a man in a wig plough into you from behind and a golden. Shiny suits. He throws you in your throws you in his pool, his piano shaped pool, takes his wig off and say, You wanna make it in Hollywood you wanna make it in Hollywood Duncan? Drop well, your drawers, the money's yours. How, <laughs> <laughs> how hard you wanna make it, so to speak. But it, it won't it's it won't just happening with women. Yeah, there were some blokes as well apparently, yeah. God imagine that. What a character that man. So what? Where is his grave now? Was he dug up the, in? The, no, they weren't dug up. They took. They removed headstone, because as soon as people knew, they went. They went up to. They went up, and I think it would. It would. At move. the end of the road. Uh, they went up to graveyard, which would end at road somewhere in Scab. <laughs> On roof. <laughs> and uh, they removed it before anybody could deface. Oh, it. did they? Yeah. yeah. And it was a big thing. A big yeah, old. But it was. Yeah, a little mausoleum. It, it buried. I think. I think the. Buried him next to his mother, which is well together, I suppose. <laughs> but they, they took the coffin out then. No, no, it's still there. Oh, he was next to his mother anyway. Yeah, yeah, oh, still there. Right. But the the I think he was next to his mother, but they removed headstone because they knew there were going to be such a backlash. Yeah, well, there must have been. I'm sure people yeah. were having all kinds of. But again, you get a fellow like that that lived. What? Eight mile away from my house, and then another fellow that lived eight mile the other way, Patrick Stewart, who could not be any different. Mm. You know, so you get you get assholes and wankers everywhere, don't you? And opposite end, you get nice people. Mm. I mean, look at Patrick Stewart; he must be the most famous Yorkshireman in the world. Yeah, what if it comes out later when Patrick Stewart dies that that there was there was this. These dark things come out after he dies. That I would don't, be I don't think devastating, that, right? Yeah, but I don't think you. No, but that's what people said about. No, I don't think many people said that about Jimmy Savile because he was such a weird character during. Well, Jimmy Savile didn't. He didn't bring anything to the table. He couldn't sing. He couldn't dance. He didn't play an instrument. He, I, I don't. Well, uh, whatever. It, a it, DJ it, and, a, and an entertainer on TV. A, a TV personality, but he didn't. That, I mean, if you think, look at Patrick Stewart, you know, the things he can put oh, in, yeah, any, yeah, any yeah. kind of acting he can do. But with Jimmy Savile, no, nothing really. Well, just it was just popular. A, yeah, for the sake of being popular. And that were it. Yeah. But, yeah, Patrick Stewart, I think. Sean Bean. Sean Bean and Patrick Stewart, they're probably, I mean, Sean Bean is, is like, Monumental now. I don't, I've never watched Game of Thrones, but he was in that one. He was, it was not very long, just in the beginning. And he was in Lord of the Rings. No, no, he was in Lord of the Rings for a while. But wasn't he in Game of Thrones? <laughs> You're taking a piss out of my ass. <laughs> I'm making a point here. Uh, do you know how often you do that? Well, I, I, if I'm slipping into if I'm slipping <laughs> into my normal accent, it's because I feel very comfortable in oh, your presence, you yeah, and all it. you're doing is taking the piss <laughs> out of me. So now I've got to start pronouncing my tuz and my I'm thus. Taking piss, <laughs> taking piss. You know, I'm taking piss. I'm taking piss. No, I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Um, but no, he was in the beginning of Game of Thrones, and then uh, he had his head cut off, and that was the end of that. But. Uh, He's really made it in America. I think mm. he's done uh, probably more than, than he did in Britain, I think. Yeah. 
I only remember in that that uh, Captain, what was it? Sharp. Sharp. Yeah, that Sharp. was good. Uh, except that I don't. Oh, Lady Chatterley's Lover. I think he it did. He did a Catherine Cookson film called Fifteen Streets, and you want to get the fight scene up out of that at the very end because he ends up um, this. It's a it's a set in Newcastle, maybe about hundred and fifty year ago, and. Uh, the can you say retard? You can. What what do you what do you say? There's a slow there's a slow girl on mentally his, disabled. There's a slow girl on his challenged. There's a slow girl on his street that gets pregnant, and uh, Sean Bean is the bass is the arsehole character the in this bastard. film. He's a bastard, and he he points the blame towards his older brother, and then his the older brother gets sort of banished, and in end this this. Woman, this retail woman comes running up to Sean Bean saying, Oh, it's all right, we can raise this kid together. And then this brother realizes that it's his kid, and then there's this fight at the end between oh, Sean wow, yeah. and it's it's difficult to watch, hmm. really difficult to watch. But I'd recommend just watching the hey, the whole film's good, the whole film's great. It sounds like a typical northern depressing that, that film. fight scene, you know, it's a damp, cobbled street, and they're kicking the shit out of each other mm. difficult to watch and that's the first time I saw Sean Bean in a film it was a good film he must have been quite young at the time yeah yeah, he was a young one. and then he were because he's a Sheffield United fan is and, he still? oh yeah yeah. I mean does he go to the game or does yeah, he yeah 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 you, you, regularly, his... you regularly see him at games oh yeah and um, I think he's got a, he's got a Sheffield United tattoo but he was in a film called when Saturday comes, and he got a call up to Sheffield United. Oh yes, I remember. I saw that because he gets the booze before the games, and he yeah. doesn't get selected because yeah. like, yeah, yeah, oh, that was a very good film. Yeah, or I forget TV. if his if his name was if his name were Cooper in the film, or he were a Cooper. You know what a Cooper is? Uh, a mini? No, it's a job. Oh no! Yeah. Do you know when you know people who make barrels, and you've got you've got these wooden barrels with the wood. And a cooper is the man that the wooden puts... Wooden barrels with the wood. The wood, the wooden barrels, but the cooper is the man that puts the metal around oh, the outside. Okay, yeah, That's gotcha. a cooper. That's All the right. job. And there's a big brewery in Sheffield. I think it's called Wards. And he were either... His name was Cooper or he was working as a cooper in that brewery. Yeah. But I would say, even although Robert Carlyle did a really good Yorkshire accent in Full Monty... I would say Sean Bean would have probably played, would have been better in that role because he's a Sheffield lad as well and it was based in Sheffield. Because I think most of the other characters were from North. But Robert Carlyle, <laughs> you're smiling. You're like you're about to take the piss again. No, don't hear a peep out of me. Out of me. Uh, out of me. <laughs> uh, but Robert Carlyle, he did that role nice, but he, he he's a great, obviously, in train spotting and everything, but he's rather small of stature, where Sean mm. Bean is sort of this larger bloke, more believable to be kind of a harder minor, and then not being able to express his emotions better. But, yeah, Robert Carlyle was a great actor. How old were you in 94 when it came out? Uh, is that when it was out? Oh, 94? I was in 19. He's talking like me. I'm yeah. trying 19. to copy you here, yeah. Did it, was it popular in Amsterdam? Uh, no. Did you get, get no traction? No, not really, no. Uh, I mean, it was one of those one of those cheerful English films, you know, yeah. like uh, the, the, the Brastoff. Brastoff, yeah, that was another another Yorkshire film. Yeah, but the, we occasionally we get that, that Notting Hill kind of cheery film. See, not, Notting Hill is just, there's no real negativity to it. It's rich toffs that nobody's got anything in common with. So you prefer the sad, well, depressing, got the, no, but you, cause you, miserable You've got northern. the Northern Depression, but there's comedy in that. There's comedy in that. Because yeah, if you think yeah. with Brastoff and Full Monty, it's about uh, men, men, young men losing the jobs and not knowing what the fuck to do. Yeah, but so how the, many films making, can you have about young men losing a job not knowing what to do? But they're making a positive out of a negative, like the, the stripping off or in your, the, the doffing off. As we'd say in Yorkshire, or the making music with these fucking southern fucking what's who, who is Nancy's. it? Who, who's it? Who is it? What's his name that does 
the director. Oh, Hugh Grant. No, the the director of these oh, films. Oh, uh, Richard. Uh... Richard Harris. No, it's not Richard Harris. Is it, <laughs> no. is it Richard Harris? No, it's Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. Yeah, great yeah. actor. He, he's from that fucking stock. You know, nobody else can. Nobody, nobody else can understand that being that rich, being that like you Grant waking up in the morning and his best man and he's not brought the rings, and he's he's getting to the church late. You know what the fuck are you playing at? What the fuck are you playing at? I've given you a job to do. You've got to be at the church with rings. You're waking up late and you've turned up with novelty pieces of plastic, right? You'd do that to a in a northern church. You'd get a you'd get smacked on the aisle. You'd get smacked in the aisle. Whereas if, a painful place. If, if you did that, in. if you did that in the north, you're going and getting absolutely shit faced with the groom and the best man the night before, and they will be they will turn up drunk, but they'll be there. They're not waking up sober late. Who wakes up late when you're sober? <laughs> yeah. So uh, in the north, if uh, you'd make a little joke like that and come with a plastic ring or something, no, you wouldn't do it because you wouldn't. You, there's a, there's a difference. There's a difference. You know, and and that's how it is. And and posh people being funny is not funny, is it? <laughs> I don't know. If you're asking me or telling me that. Um, I mean, the difference of those two films, because it was uh, it's Four Weddings and a Funeral. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Uh, Notting Hill, there's another one. which what, What's that one with Hugh Grant's Prime Minister? Yeah. Uh, Love Actually. Christmas. Love Actually. Love Actually. That were all right. That was a huge hit globally. But you're right. I mean, it's, it is this sort of southern, uh, feely good. Uh, there's a couple of things which, which, which are tough there. But those northern films, I, I don't know, they always seem... I come out of the cinema or I turn the TV off and I just feel depressed. <laughs> and it does make you think and you you, you know you think about that and you, you yeah. there are emotions that come come along. But you yeah you won't really feel that with the with those Richard Curtis films. But that's not they're supposed to make you feel good. Sort of feely good movies, right? Don't make me feel good. What do you feel when you watch uh, Love Actually or when Love you watch Four Love weddings it. and a funeral. What did you feel when you came out? Four weddings and a funeral. Yeah. Why couldn't it be four funerals and one fucking wedding? <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking. That's the northern version. Yeah. Yeah. A load well, of funerals. Why? why? Because I I've, I cannot associate. I can't understand the problems they're going through. The rich as fuck, but the the, the life's a bag of shit. They they can't get their lives together. Would you like to meet Hugh Grant? No. Well, if Hugh Grant came in now, what would you say to him? Get out. <laughs> get out. No, you no, get I'll out. tell you what I'd say to you, Grant. You bastard. What the, what the fucking hell are you arsing about on Hollywood Boulevard banging $10 prostitutes when you've got Liz Early at home waiting for you? You, you, you Liz who? Liz Early. Do you remember Liz Early? That, oh, that, Liz, that safety pin dress that she were wearing. Elizabeth Hurley. Liz Early. Oh, right? She, had the, she, she were famous because of that she went to the premiere of Four Weddings of the Funeral. Nobody really knew about her until that premiere. She went there with Hugh Grant. And you're like, how the fuck has he managed that? And she's got that safety pin dress on. And you're thinking, oh, who's she? Who's she? And then a couple of months later, he's collared on Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset Boulevard, getting sucked off by that um, $10 hooker. Pancake. Her name was no, it was not. It was no, Pancake. no, I, and I know her name because I remember the uh, the scandal. Uh, her name was uh, uh, Divine Brown, and and but her stage name was Pancake. Well, she, I don't know about that. Yeah, Divine Brown. That, that that were a real name, aka Pancake. Oh, that was a real name, Divine Brown. Divine, I think so. But I thought that was a stage name. But Pancake were a street name, stage name, fucking street name. But. <laughs> Why? Why is he bothering with that? When Liz Early, he he can he could go home, and just look at Liz Early naked. She'd be on the bed saying, "Right, get your posh ass over here and and do me." But no, no, just give us a minute. I'm off down. I'm off out in my car to get sucked off by a cheap hooker. Hugh would never say that. Hugh's <laughs> <laughs> gentleman. But, but, but why? Why? I can't, uh, beyond me. Um, well, have you seen Divine Brown? Yeah. 
Well, I saw a mug shot. I saw mug. I saw Hugh Grant's mug shot. Yeah, that's classic. The guilty look. But he must have. He must have spent time. I mean, he he must have had an overnight or a couple of hours in the holding cells with all these scumbags. And I mean, Los Angeles in '94. I were there in '91. Los Angeles County Jail. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard and. Hollywood Boulevard was rough in well, 91. He was probably sharing his cell with uh, Robert Downing Jr. at the time. I wonder if I wonder if he uh, I wonder if he got raped in prison, Hugh Grant. No. No, I don't, I don't. He'd have got lawyered up pretty quick, wouldn't he? He'd be out a couple hours. But that look that he gives the uh, that's <laughs> crazy, that's But it didn't it didn't affect his career. No, it's, it's a weird thing. The Yanks are quite forgiving t- for that kind of stuff. But the Brits didn't Call him out on it. Well, he's always he'll always be known for that. In in I think the Americans have this sort of forgiving thing. You can you can come back. Any 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 character that falls from grace apologizes. You know, all right, fair enough. You're just a guy, and and you can rejoin. That has stopped now with the uh, thanks to Harvey uh, Weinstein. Weinstein, yeah. But George Michael got collared as well, didn't he? Well, that did his career world good. Yeah. He, he sold more than ever before. But that, that was hardly a surprise, that one. But that was, was that Los Angeles County Jail? Yeah, in a public toilet. Yeah, yeah. He was in a park, a park in a public toilet. But he went he went on Parkinson a few weeks after. He was and, laughing and, about and, it. Yeah, Parkinson said, well, and he said, yeah, what's the difference between George Michael and a microwave? A microwave stops when you open the door. Apparently, he was just there, just knocking one out. And uh, the door opened and he's like, yep. Come on then, oh, Mr. Michael, you're under arrest. Oh. But you know, yeah. But I remember George Michael being quite. He looked relieved that it was sort of all right. That's that then. Get on with life. But he um, and then he went on. He was on um, what was that Ricky Gervais thing? He was. He was on uh, uh, extras. He extras. Appears. Yeah, yeah. And he was on funny. that. He was on that bench, wasn't he? Yeah. With, with Bunny. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he had to do his community service for fly tipping with Annie Lennox. <laughs> yeah. Fly what? tipping, would you believe it? We do. Okay, Annie, Annie Lennox, cross <laughs> me up. Bloody do good. Uh, no, but to if, be a, a celebrity is to be able to laugh at themselves. Now, no, but you you could not do. Imagine that in the seventies, he couldn't come up with this one. Yeah, that was me. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah. You could do that when he got caught. That was fine. But imagine that when he started out in the eighties. I still don't think that would have been. A laughing off joke anymore at that time. Well, his mother were alive and he didn't want his mum to find out because well, his, his I, mother were this strict Greek. Yeah. She yeah. wasn't going to have any of it, I don't think. So I think he waited till his mother dropped dead. And to, then, to suck off many men in, then the, he, in the toilet. And he went mad. But Andrew, yeah, Andrew, Andrew Ridgely must have known about it. He kept his trap shut. Well, making so much cash, I suppose. But I think there's, there's something to be said about the timing that. Even when Elton John was at the peak, he still didn't say anything. No. But if, if if he did, I think that would have ruined his career. I can't remember people really knowing that Freddie Mercury were gay. Uh. Back in the 80s, I don't think people people didn't think they knew it happened. But it was illegal, wasn't it? It was illegal. I remember being 12 and seeing two men on TV getting arrested for kissing in the street and carted off to prison. Really? Yeah, kissing in the street. It, it, uh, in, in Janice, what, what's the name, that woman that taught... Street Porter. Jan, Janet Street Porter. Uh, the Tube, wasn't it? Were it the Tube? She had to, these two gay fellas on and they just got out of prison for kissing in the street. What, what year was that? And then she made him kiss on, on live TV. Well... Anything for ratings, that woman. But you know, it, a nice one. It, it, it was it was a scandal. Why you can't have men kissing on TV? Why not? But when then you think, all these politicians, they they were fucking about in Hyde Park with all these guardsmen yeah. from the military getting fisted and stuff, punched in the ass. Getting fisted and stuff. That's your. That's your sort of your, your, your definition. Of podcast. Your definition of homosexuality. Fisting, fisting and stuff. stuff. Webster's dictionary. Fisting and stuff. Uh, what do you think the last person who was arrested for homosexuality? Which year? 
I bet you actually arrested. 88, 89. That late? Yeah. Well, let's especially check out especially with, because when that when the AIDS stuff were hitting, people were saying it's a, it's it's a gay thing. So that the, I remember gay people in the UK being a teenager, thinking, oh, "I'm so glad I like tits," because if you were growing up gay, it must have been awful. It must have been awful being a, being my age and being gay. In the mid to late eighties, in 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 the UK, AIDS is hitting, and you you thinking, fucking hell, I'm twelve, thirteen. I want to start getting my hands on some tits, and I want to start having sex, and now I can't because you're gonna drop dead. Because and and then thinking, thinking as a twelve year because of these queer bastards, that's what that that was my thinking because that's what we're getting pushed on TV. Yeah, I remember those days in Holland. I, I mean, I, I don't remember any protests. Against gays, I, I do remember they seen that on the news in America, mm. like it's God's punishment and that kind yeah. of shit. The gay plague, Jesus. the gay plague. Yeah, I, I don't because I don't Ronald think. Reagan just let it go, didn't he? He was saying, "Well, it's it's the, it's your lifestyles. You need to it's sort nothing your to do with us, kind of thing." Yeah, yeah. And um, and then one of his kids were gay, and then and then they started uh, sorting it out. The way that. The Americans and the British treated it at the start was horrific. Yeah, that's horrific, scandalous. And then celebrities started dying. Um, and when Freddie Mercury, when Freddie Freddie Mercury announced it after the "It's a Kind of Magic" tour, they did Wembley, and you edit then. They did the "It's a Kind of Magic" tour, and then he never admitted to it until after until after he died. He never. Came he admitted out. to it after he died. Well, somebody else did, but it didn't. no, I think it was like a day before he died. He he came out. Did he come out and say? Yeah, I think a day or two days before. Yeah. yeah. But um, and then said, I don't know if you remember Gary Bushell. Gary Bushell was this kind of far right Nazi fella who just said stuff to piss people off, just for the sake of it. And they had an AIDS awareness concert. Freddie Mercury concert and he went on to how could it be AIDS awareness when he only admitted to it the day before he died or after after it and he's just a horrible piece of shit no that doesn't ring a bell that bloke yeah well National Front that kind of kind yeah of. but he never admitted it uh, never admitted it horrible piece of work that fella but said it with a smile on his face and he sort of forgived him for it yeah. right are we going to it's half two, right? I don't think I don't think we're gonna get out and walk today, are we? It looks like it, it sounded like it was piecing it down. Maybe it's going again. Yeah, and I think we just postponed that, eh? Hmm. Uh, yeah, we had some plans for going kayaking. Uh, we're all ready for that, but it's a bit a bit crappy weather for I'm that. a bit fucking tired after that. I think I I ranted a lot there didn't I? <laughs> what did i go at locks on bridges women that show off the bump when they're having the oh yeah that was photograph good one, yeah. taken uh rich southern comedies uh hugh grant hugh grant no no hugh grant uh hugh grant southern bastard <laughs> and that's about it southern fairies so with it all bear with it all with it we we have hit all the bear with it all bases haven't we? <laughs> Are you done? So, yes, I think that's about it for today. Do you want to say bye in your, in your, in your newfound Yorkshire accent? I'm going to be trying to put on accent a bit more at top of road and on roof. So not then. Right. No, no, no. We're done.